We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This last segment, Ryan, I want to I want to just kind of quickly get into this, and and it's going to be essentially looking at this team, and we'll we'll get into more predictions and things along those lines here in the next couple of days. But let's talk about three things that if that we need to see from this football team, and in, in our opinion, that are going to allow them to reach their full potential, and then a few things that could could be the stumbling blocks. So let's begin, Ryan, with. If Notre Dame is a college football playoff team, and by that we don't mean just a team that gets in because they happen to get through their schedule, but a team that gets in and can do damage, then it will be because of this. These three things, it'll be because of this. I'll let you start. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is create explosive plays. Like, that is what my biggest one. And that comes, that's not only just a pass game thing, because I know people just think of, you know, just creating explosive plays vertically as a passing game. I'm talking about after catch opportunities. I'm talking about in the run game, creating some explosive plays. Notre Dame had a very small margin for error last year because they didn't have a guy that could just take the top off consistently and create a big play when offense wasn't going well. They didn't have that guy. And you need a couple of those guys to step forward, whether it is Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey at times, Holden Stace at tight end, whether it is Jeremiah Love at running back or or Jadarian Price. You need some guys that can make offenses right when things aren't going well. And I don't think you had enough of that last year. So for me, I think that it is really creating explosive plays that is going to be big time. Not shooting yourself in the foot offensively is another big thing for me. Sam Hartman at times in his career has had some turnover issues. It has happened. He's had those games where it comes in bulk. You are correct. Aldrick Estimate in his season of extreme playing time last year had a stretch where he was turning the football over. He seemed to fix that by the end of the season, but you can't shoot yourself in the foot, man. I think Notre Dame is going to be a really good offensive team. The biggest the biggest detriment that you could have to your offense is yourself at this point, in my opinion, killing yourself. Right. So I think that for me, not, not shooting yourself in the foot, not turning the football over is a big time. And then I really think just the outside receivers taking a step forward is the biggest thing. I expect quarterbacks are really good. I expect the offensive line to gel and to be a really good unit when it's all said and done. I expect the running backs to be really good at the end of the day. Wide receiver is one that I think could be really good or it could be average. And you need to be better than average because you have a six-year quarterback who's been highly productive and you need some guys to step up. So step up outside, create explosive plays as an offense in general, and don't turn the football over. If you do those three things, I think this offense has a chance to be excellent. We're, we're, we have some similarities there. My three are this. Number one is – Marcus Freeman has worked hard to establish an identity of physicality, toughness, intensity, passion, those type of things, words that he uses. And I I almost wanted to text him the other day and be like, dude, you completely stole my thunder because I had a story set to go out that day that we had the press conference after the scrimmage. And I was going to talk about the, 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 the physicality and the passion with which this team was playing. And then, of course, he says it. And I was like, well, now I got to put the quote in there. They're going to think I'm ripping off his idea. But the, the po- reason I'm saying that is not because I had this wonderful idea. It's because it was so noticeable in practice that this team was really physical. And again, I can't compare it to where they were in fall camp last year, but I can compare what they showed in games last year. And and I've asked you this, I've asked other people this that were at fall camp last year. And they're like, no, it wasn't like this last year. It was, it was, it was not this intense, this physical. There it wasn't, there was a lot of competition in the way that they structured practice, but there wasn't the same type of competition, right? right. Between the two sides of the ball. And so part of that is if, it, if you're going to be the team that that becomes your identity, it has to manifest itself in how you play in the trenches. And to me, Notre Dame cannot be a championship contending team if they do not put a great product on the field in the trenches on both sides of the ball. That means you go out to when you play Ohio State last year, the fact of the matter is, Ryan, Ohio State whooped Notre Dame in the trenches last year. Just it wasn't the skill. I mean, CJ Stroud made some brilliant throws, money throws in that game, but he didn't they didn't have 400 yards of offense, which for Ohio State is very low. They scored 21 points. 
They won that game because they shut Notre Dame down in the run game. They didn't give Tyler Buckler time to throw the football. And because when the game was on the line, they wore Notre Dame out. Now, it wasn't whooped them like ran for 300 yards, but it's just when the game was on the line, their big boys stepped up and made plays, and Notre Dame's didn't. Same against USC, right? Your 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 lines on both sides of the ball did not play the way they need to play if you're going to win that kind of game when you go on the road. They simply did not. Now, they did against Clemson, but you went one of three in the big games. We saw the defense that we saw the trenches not be what it needed to be against Marshall. It wasn't what it needed to be against Stanford. Now, I don't think that they were the reason they lost either one of those games, but they were factors where they just couldn't say, it doesn't matter how bad the quarterback and everybody else is playing. We're just going to ride these big boys to victory like they did against Clemson. Wasn't like that. And when you think of the great Notre Dame teams, even under Brian Kelly, they were teams that in the trenches could go toe-to-toe with just about anybody, if not anybody. And that's what Notre Dame needs to be. There's no way this football team can go into this season and play to its potential because they outskill everyone. That's never been true at Notre Dame. Now, I'll get to that point here in a second, but the reality is is they they are better on the skill positions now than they've been in a long time across the board, but that doesn't matter. You still cannot be a championship contending team at the University of Notre Dame if you are not the baddest boys on the, on the field, uh, on both sides of the ball. The potential's there, but can they be that? That we don't know. But if this team does reach its potential at the end of the year, Ryan, that's the first thing we're going to point to is say, boy, these these are some bad boys now. Like, you know, you may beat Notre Dame in the playoff. This will be our our preview. You know, this team may be able to beat Notre Dame, but I promise you you're coming out of that fight with a limp, right? Like that's – you may get me – you may eventually get me in a fight, but I promise you you're going to come out of that sucker hurting. And that's what the great Notre Dame teams were back in the day. Lou Holtz, like you may, you know, Notre Dame didn't win all their games, but when it was a big game, if they didn't lose it, I promise you, you were limping out of that fight. You were, you were, you were going to be hurting. And that's what Notre Dame needs to be. That's what this football team needs to be. We're seeing it in practice so far. We're seeing this team that that competes in their heart. They they fight hard. They've put on a lot of weight. Still explosive. Still athletically. All those kind of things. At the end of the day, it's going to be the trench warfare that determines whether or not this football team can compete for a championship. It's not alone. It's not alone though, Ryan, because if it was, then they would have won a championship in 2017, right? I mean, that, it's got to be more than that. And number two is you've got to be, you've got to get big time production on the outside. Now, I'm not talking about four, 4,500 yards passing and 40 touchdowns. I don't need somebody to be the next Will Fuller. At the end of the day, these receivers, especially, need to be able to step up and make plays. Again, I don't need them to be LSU 2019. They don't need to be that. But Sam Hartman, I was watching some film last night because, you know, ESPN had a report where some nutty coach said something like, you know, Sam Hartman can't drop back and throw the football. And I was just like, okay, I had to remind myself. So I was watching some all 22 last night and I almost just out of spite, you know, put a little cut up video together, him just dropping back and throwing the football, right? And throw, but you just get reminded of like, this guy's going to put the ball up where his receivers are going to have to go compete for the football. And I mean that in a good way. He's going to give you a chance. He's not going to wait for you to be wide open. If you're one-on-one, he's going to give you a chance to go make a play. They're going to need to make it. He's going to put the ball in some tight spots. They need to make those catches, not hit off their shoulder pads and go up and get picked off like we saw happen to him at times at Wake Forest, right? If if they're going to beat Ohio State and beat Clemson and beat USC or even go 2-1 and one against those games, the trench has got to be great. But what was it about that 88 team, that 93 team is? Yes, the trenches were great, 
But in 88, Rocket was making plays. Ricky Waters was making plays. Rock, you know, Mark Green would go off one game. They, they were, you know, in 93, again, it was, you know, Lee Becton one week, Ray Zeller's the next week, the receivers the next week. Your skilled players have to step up and make plays. And if Notre Dame is going to get to that level, the receiving core needs to be what we hope it can be. That's, and again, that doesn't mean it's going to look like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson from 2019. It's not what I'm asking it to be. Doesn't need to look like T. Higgins and Justin Ross from 2018. Doesn't have to be that because this team's going to be better in some other areas, right? But you have to be able to step up and, and produce, but you got to be clutch. That's the big thing for me. They've got to be able to step up in those big games, and it's third and five. Ryan, who's going to step up and make this play? Who's yeah. going to be that guy? And, you know, we saw it with Oklahoma State last year. Once Marvin Harrison went down, the game was on the line, nobody stepped up and made that play. Notre Dame's going to need those guys. And it doesn't have to be the same guy every week, Ryan. That's the thing is it can be one week it can be Mitchell Evans. The next week it can be Holden Stace. The next week it's Tobias. The next week it's Tyree. The next week it's Deion Colsey. The next week it's Jaden Thomas. I don't care. They just, as a group, need to step up and make plays. That's going to be a big thing for me. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. And then the last part for me, Ryan, is the coordinators. Notre Dame cannot be a championship caliber football team if their coordinators are not big stories at the end of the year. Where you're like, well, just talk, chalk it up to, you know, what I'm hoping for in a year from now is that Notre Dame fans are complaining about, gosh, I hope we don't lose out gold to the NFL now, right? Like, you know, it's going to happen if, if this team is that level. Boy, look what he did, right? And now the NFL is coming calling and now, the, the the fans that wanted him out after this past season are like, oh, man, that's a big loss. And I'm going to take a shot at Notre Dame fans because we should always have our opinions formed by what we see. So if if a guy that I did, I wanted fired last year does a great job, then I'm okay with people saying, ah, you know, I, I, I hope he doesn't leave. But it's going to have to be that kind of thing, right? It, it, out, you're just not going to out-talent everyone on your schedule. Notre Dame's roster has come a long way, especially in the last couple of years. But it's not to the point, Ryan, where they can just line up and out-talent Georgia every snap sure. and at every position. Or they can do that to Bama or Ohio State or, or you know even to Clemson. 
you're going to need to put your guys in position to maximize their potential. We need to see that from Al Golden. We need to see that from Jared Parker. So to me, at the end of the year, if those two coaches are guys we're talking about as fan favorites, then I think that's also something that's needed because that encompasses a lot of different things. It means, you know, that they were good at situational football. It's a big part of being a championship football team. You got to be good in third down. You got to be good coming out. You got to be good coming out of the half. You got to be good in red zone, you know, at, at on offense and then making stops in those situations. You got to be able to create big plays. You got to be able to limit big plays. You got to limit turnovers on offense. You got to force turnovers on defense, right? Coordinators have to be part of that. It just, you just can't go out there and do it on talent. Yeah. It's also part about putting those guys in position to be successful. We've rarely seen a team. I mean, the only one I can think of in my lifetime where I thought they won in spite of coaching was Miami in 2021 or 2001, but they had been coached prior to that season, but they were just so talented. It didn't matter. Like the coaching wasn't going to stop that team, but the next year after they had lost Ed Reed and some guys, they got out coached in the championship game by Ohio state. They did, even though they had the better football team or talent wise. So at 45 years old, I've seen it once where a team was just so talented. They just go out every week and just out town everyone. Haven't seen it other than that. So you've got to have good coaching, and I'm excited to, to about the potential of this group, but I just don't think they can be that unit, Ryan, if or the, that kind of football team if their coordinators aren't storylines by the end of the year. They're going to need them to thrive. And they're going to be going up against some of the best minds in the game, especially Al Golden. And you're going up against Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day in the same season. Yep. You're going against Jeff Brom, right? I mean, you're going against some of the best uh, – you're going against – uh, uh, Warren Ruggiero and Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. Say whatever you want about them. They are really good offensive minds. Okay. So, you, you know, you're going against Robert and I this season. Like, the schedule is loaded with really, really good offensive minds, which means Al Golden and his staff need to be on top of their game. And defensively, you're, you don't see quite as much of that. But in some of the – I mean, Jim Knowles is a really good defensive coordinator. Right. Tony Gibson's one of the 10 best defensive coordinators in college football, in my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts are on Tony Gibson, but just as far as, you know, scheming and coaching and getting the most out of the talent he has, to me, he's one of the 10 best coordinators in college football. I've I've been a big fan of his, even going back to his West Virginia days. Right. And so he's a guy that I like. So there's some guys like that on defense as well. But offensively, Al Golden is going to face a lot of that a lot of really great offensive minds, which means he has to get his kids ready to play and 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 be able to kind of do the mental battle with those coaches. Because that's that's my favorite part, Ryan, is the mental battle, the chess match. You know, the yep. I did this to set this up and this created this. And, you know, it's one of my favorite highlights of the Broncos Super Bowl in uh, a 33 Super Bowl. I'm sure you've seen it, where the whole defensive series, that next series, you've got Mike Shanahan and Gary Kubiak going over what they saw and they could run that that bootleg post to Rod Smith. They just spent the whole series designing that play because they saw something from Eugene Robinson who picked Elway off the year before, right, with the Packers, now with the Falcons. And they said, hey, we know what he's going to do. And you're just spending that whole – it's that chess match, right? And yeah. last year, Notre Dame couldn't always win that chess match. This year they need to if this football team's going to maximize its potential. And so that's the final piece to me, Ryan. Well, I think it's talent, right? I mean, because we've always pushed back on the notion that Notre Dame doesn't have talent. So mm-hmm. if Notre Dame falls short this year, I think it's because talent wasn't maximized or talent wasn't developed properly. Right. Like those things kind of align with this. And in year two now of this defensive of defensive coaching staff intact, you need to take a step forward from right. a 
utilizing the talent you have offensively. Yes, you have a new offensive coordinator, but you still have a lot of offensive position coaches that kind of know what they're doing, right? I mean, even Joe Rudolph has been at this for a long time. Yep. Chancey Sucky's now in his second year. Dela McCullough has been everywhere and done that, right? And like won he's been everywhere, coach. right? Exactly. So I think that it needs to take a step forward because if it doesn't, then we're going to hit the same old tired line that Notre Dame doesn't have talent. I'm just tired of hearing it. I'm tired, man, because it's not true. I watch these kids from recruits to now playing on the field. I'm just like, you can't tell me Tobias Merriweather isn't talented. You can't tell me Audric Estime isn't talented. You can't tell me Joe Walt isn't talented. You can't tell me that Jordan Patello isn't talented, that Jason Onye isn't talented, that all these guys aren't talented. You just can't do it anymore. I mean, you just had three kids on the Feldman's freak list. I mean, we talked about it briefly, but like Riley Mills topped over 20 miles per hour at 306 pounds, guys. A D tackle, a D end in a corner. The three positions people keep saying, oh, Notre Dame can't recruit big time. You know what I mean? Like, well, Brian, because everyone hyper focused to like, oh my God, Camp Hart ran 23 miles an hour. And I'm like, that's impressive for a 200 pound corner. There's no doubt. But you know what's more impressive? A defensive tackle at 306 pounds running 20 miles an hour. That is nuts, man. Like, that's an insane number, guys. Like, I don't think we understand that. But I'm hoping the calibrations aren't wrong, and that's the problem. (laughs) Really? Seriously, though. I mean, but it just always comes back to, man, is that there's this big misnomer out there that Notre Dame lacks talent. No. Hasn't been developed properly in some instances and hasn't been utilized properly in other instances. There needs to be a year where both those things align. If they do align – Notre Dame has a chance to win a national championship. That's where it comes down to, right? I don't think Notre Dame is not going to not reach its potential this year because there's a lack of talent. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's not going to be why. And a lot of that misconception is from Notre Dame fans because they have been convinced for a decade by the head football coach that they didn't have what it takes. They it was it, they were only winning because of his brilliance and not because of the players. So luckily we're past that. Brian, we just got a couple su- few super chats I want to quickly get to before we get out of here because I got to head over to practice. Raymond Hart Harton says thank you, Raymond. Uh, thank you for super chat, Raymond. May not uh, make all the show today, guys. Just want to show our support. Go Irish. Thank you, Raymond, very much. Rob Odd goes. Rob Osgood, my man. Thank you, Rob. I have high hopes for this team. Physical speed. Speed is my biggest want. Bully teams, but also the mental side of we will dominate and beat you down. That has to be a part of the DNA of this football team. No doubt about it. Matt, 2011 GT says crab money. I don't know. Is that for you, Ryan? Are we are we I, going to get some crab somewhere? Maybe uh, when I get I back in town to visit my family in Virginia Beach, I'll be going to get some. Uh, There's no doubt about that. I, I don't do the crabbing thing. No. Coffee's for closers. Thank you for Super Chat. No question. Just showing my appreciation for what you give. Insight. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very, very, very much. Andrew Gilmore. See, what you should have there is you should buy yourself an IB mug and have your IB there in your Coffee's for sure. Closers thing. That would be awesome. But I'd still like that one a lot. Andrew Gilmore, any concern about Notre Dame, NC State's uh, OC, Robert and I, I think he did a great job at Syracuse, now reunited with Armstrong. He seems like a good journeyman OC. Andrew, what I would encourage you to look is to do is to listen to our show yesterday. Listen to our breakdown of NC State, because I go into – Ryan and I both have a great deal of respect for Robert and I. Yes. Uh, but part, part of my explanation was explaining why I had NC State ranked higher on my list than others because of him. So I would encourage you to – to check that out. You'll get a much better sense of, of that uh, as well. Truman Dumel, I haven't seen you in a while, Truman. Thank you for your super chat. He says, love the latest article, Brian D., how our, will our physical play and speed help us 
P.S. Uh, talk about Anthony Knapp and Riley Mills. We talked a lot about uh, Riley Mills. We won't have a chance to get into Anthony Knapp today. Uh, yeah. But uh, when, when we have our next recruiting show, I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that. Truman also says, is this Howard Cross draft year? Hopefully uh, the New York Jets. Ryan technically has one more year left. I think it just depends on how this season goes for Howard before uh, we get there. But uh, you also addressed that, I believe, yesterday as well. We did. Yeah, they asked me about his draft stock. Yeah, so I would encourage you to check that out, Truman, because we do have to run out of here pretty quickly. Wicked Bronco production with a couple Super Chats. Thank you. I think their name goes 11-1 and this year. The offense will be way better than last year. No more Pine throwing to only Mayer. No more Tommy Reese scheming where, where we play conservative Ben Morrison Thorpe Award. And then uh, hot takes. Hartman will be top three in Heisman voting. Indy goes 11-1 and one and plays Michigan in the semis and wins. Benjamin Morrison will have nine INTs and hold Marvin Harrison under 100 yards and no TDs. Jane Thomas, 1,000 receiver receiving yards thoughts. Uh, I don't think there's any way in heck that Benjamin Morrison gets nine interceptions this year. I, I don't know that he'll be thrown enough times to have that many receptions. Could he hold Marvin Harrison 100 yards? Sure, he did it last year. Him and Cam Hart did it last year. So, sure, yeah. he could. Um, Jaden Thomas, 1,000 yards, that would surprise me. So the individual stuff would surprise me. The 11-1 and one part wouldn't, and playing Michigan in the playoff wouldn't surprise me either. I don't have Michigan in the playoff, Ryan, but it wouldn't. I mean, they've been there two years in a row. It wouldn't shock me if yeah. they're there, even though I don't have them predicted to go there. So any other thoughts on that, Ryan, before we get out of here? I mean, nine interceptions is pretty crazy, man. I think we have yeah. one more Super Chat that popped up, but I, I wouldn't oh, throw there we it. go. Matt, 2011 GT, Mr. Krabs likes money. Year. It was a yeah. joke. Yes, I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Sorry. It went a little bit over my head. Sorry about Sorry. that, Matt. I appreciate you, man. Not a SpongeBob guy, apparently. Yep. No, it's not. I don't have kids. It would just be weird if I was watching SpongeBob. I think. Well, I watched children. SpongeBob when I was a kid because that's my era. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was. I was a, an adult when that came out. So Ryan, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here, man? Yep. Appreciate you. Sorry for having to run so quick, but Brian's going to have an excellent practice report coming up here in a couple hours. That's a lot so of make pressure, sure Boards that I was, uh, it's not pressure. Boards that I was breakdown.com. The early insight into what Notre Dame does in practice today, as well as irishbreakdown.com. We'll have some practice thoughts obviously later today. So before you leave, noon again tomorrow like, as well for our show. Yes. Noon again tomorrow. Tomorrow, 12 o'clock as well. Brian will be doing his weekly rundown and uh, working through some questions before tomorrow's practice, as well as a little bit of later in the day. So before you leave, Hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, and hit that notification bell, especially if you are very forgetful about scheduling changes. Make sure you hit that notification bell, and we will see you all very shortly again on the Irish Breakdown podcast.